0: Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals with less stress, keep more profit and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right. So welcome back to Multifamily Live. We have an awesome guest today, Steven Pesavento. Hey, Steven, how you doing?
1: Jason, I'm excited to be here, my friend. Really excited to be here with you guys. Well, I'm excited to have you. And so Stephen's the host of
0: the Investor Mindset Podcast, an active investor who curates commercial real estate investments for clients at Von Finch Capital. He's raised tens of millions of dollars. Stephen and I actually met when he was just getting out on his real estate journey, same as, as I, and he's just Come so far. He's done so much. He was done a lot in single family space, doing new constructions. Now moved into the multifamily space. There's so much happening. And we're just excited to have you. So, how you doing, Stephen?
1: I'm doing. I'm doing really well. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to uh, to be here with you. Life's been amazing. You know, even through all the challenges of the last year. You know, there's so many good things that come out of it. So, yeah.
0: Well, you're now traveling. You're in California. We're Just prior to that in Hawaii, before you take yourself back to Denver. And you found that, of course, you're doing multifamily, right? A lot of raising capital. Talk to us about your new role, why Why you transitioned into this space and and what you love about it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the whole reason I got into real estate was to be able to live a lifestyle by my design and be able to travel and enjoy and surround myself with other people. They're living an incredible life. And, you know, I just spent, you know, 20 days on the big Island, spent another two months on the big Island earlier this summer, been traveling and really enjoying quality time with really amazing people, but still being able to do incredibly impactful work. And so the, the story is, you know, of course I started my real estate career in single family, had a lot of success very quickly flipped over, you know 75 houses my first year went on to 200 houses over the next two and a half but in that process I also you know was making a ton of income and was making a bunch of money but I also realized this isn't necessarily the business that I want to run for the next 20 years and so I can remember I was uh sitting uh at my house and I was doing a vision board I was dreaming about what the next 20 years is gonna look like. And I was going through this process of getting really, really detailed about the kind of people that I wanna surround myself, the kind of things I wanna be doing, the, the things that are most important to me. And it brought me back to some of those core values of being able to create you know, a life built around passive income, the ability to, to move around and, and travel and enjoy things. But the, the biggest thing was people. You know, and for me, I don't know if if you're like this, Jason, but for me, the people in real estate have been one of the best parts of it because there's so many people who really believe that they can create a better life, that they can create a life on their terms. They have this vision of the future that it's possible to continue to grow. And what I found was when I was in the single family space, we were helping so many people. I mean, 75 families a year were buying a house or renovating it, reselling it. New people are moving in, we're making an impact in that way. But what I found was that my ideal client, the ideal person that I wanted to work with every single day wasn't necessarily in alignment with my values. I'm a person who's deeply committed to freedom and flexibility and to having the belief that it's possible for you to create the kind of life that you want to live. And what I found was buying houses from people who are selling them for 60 cents on the dollar, they weren't in a place of growth. They were in a place of survival. And as much as I wanted to help them, as much as I wanted to be a guide, as much as I did help so many people in so many ways, what I found was that the people that I was serving weren't looking for or weren't thinking on the same level that I was thinking. So I started asking myself, well, how can I end up creating a business around the people? That I want to be spending the most time with the people that are already successful, that are driven to success, that are looking to figure out a way to continue to make their lives better and continue to, to frankly, just be better people. And that's what really brought me back to some of my core values and what my superpowers were. And that's the reason why I started moving towards multifamily. I had this, this, I just recognized something that was so beautiful about the community of multifamily operators and the people who are going to create this as a career, as well as the investors who I get to serve every single day in my business, who already have found success, who are already creating incredible income, but are looking for those same benefits that you get from investing in real estate. So that's the reason that I decided to to take a step out of a very successful business into the chasm of unknown to be able to create the kind of business that is most impactful for my life, as well as my clients for the long term.
0: So a lot of people get stuck at that spot. Right. And so let's talk great business going forward or miserable in your job. And you you see the shining light, you see, you know, the, the tunnel to where you want to go, but no one can figure out what that actual step is. So what was that first actual step you took to start pivoting to the life that you just spoke about?
1: Well, the first step is a simple step. Everyone can do it. I mean, th- that's, what's amazing about this. And it was simply just sitting down and creating that vision of what was most important to me, starting to take an assessment of what my values were, what was most important to me, Uh, within the kind of people that I'm working with, within what my day-to-day life looks like and, and how I'm going out and serving people. So when you can spend time getting clear on what you want and why you want it, you can start to understand who can help you get there and therefore create a plan that is your map, that is the how of how you're gonna actually end up creating that and manifesting that in your life. So I had to be willing to step away from something that was working and that was successful to, and and frankly, that my identity was tied up in, right, successful real estate business owner who had flipped 200 houses. That was the identity. I had to be willing to step away from that, to be able to step into the unknown, into something that I may not be an expert at on day one, in order for me to be able to build the skills and uh, take the necessary steps to be able to grow towards that path. And so for me, one of the, my core values is partnering with other experienced people and being able to learn and model what they've done and be able to create that in my own business in my own life. And I did that in the single family business. That's the reason we were able to succeed. I had partnered with an experienced operator who really knew the business and he was able to execute in his lane of operating and flipping houses. And I was able to execute in my area of marketing and creating the lead flow and the team to be able to go and execute, to be able to go do that. So that's what we've done in the multifamily space. I, I don't need to be an operator with 10 year track record. I simply need to align myself with people who have already been down that path. Path, who have already cut down all the weeds. And so that we know exactly where we're going. And by ex- it, by working with and investing with experienced operators, I know that they've already learned those lessons. So I don't have to learn them on my dime and neither do my investors. So it puts me in a position where I'm willing and excited to take much less of the pie, to be able to give up so much of that deal, to work with somebody that I know, like, and trust and has already been down that path so that we together can be able to do more and grow more and be able to make a bigger impact and so that's where those steps come from it's first getting clear on what you want why you want it those things are simple they're not always easy but then it's figuring out who can help you get there and i believe that who is one of the best ways to to lead you into the action that is going to be necessary in the how So if I can unpack that, you found other people that are doing it successfully. So you weren't starting over
0: at ground zero again. So Who else is doing this great? How can I basically eliminate the curve to get me to my goal, helping them to part of it, but also helping myself get to that point? When you did, how were you identifying those operators? How how were you saying, okay, this is a person that I can set my values with?
1: Yeah. Well, that is, that's, it's such an important question, right? And I think part of it is understanding what is your superpower? What is the thing that you're uniquely capable of doing that other people may not be so great at doing? What is the thing that you are the best at and Mm -hmm. that you can be of value to them in their business? And so you first have to start out by identifying that. And then once you identify that, then you can start going out and seeking people who have a set of skills that is complementary who have a business that could benefit from your set of skills and that you can look to not getting first, but giving. How can I give to this person? How can I go to them with something that is a no-brainer, that is easy for them to say yes to, that is so low risk and has so much upside that the potential makes it really easy for them to say, yes, of course, I would love to you know, move forward together. For us, what we do in our business, we spend a lot of time going through a deep due diligence process. I'm a real big believer that people is the most important part of a real estate operation, of a, a real estate business. And so I really wanna get to know who those sponsors are. I wanna know who they are at a personal level. I wanna understand what they've done, what their track record, where they've screwed up, and what they have to say about that. So we spend uh, you know, months, not days, diving into the background, understanding that track record. And for the most part, most people don't end up meeting the requirements. It's not because there's anything wrong with those individuals, just because what we've decided is that we've set a precedent, a high bar of the type of operators that we're willing to work with, because we don't need a whole plethora of people to be partnered with. We can add value to a very small group of people and together we can really grow our business. And so that's what we've done. And that is exactly how we're able to bring so much value to our investors is because we take out and make the process so much simpler for being able to invest in different markets, uh, in different assets with different operators where we're bringing all of those pieces together, whether it's going out and finding a deal and finding an operator is going to execute the business plan or whether it's finding an operator who has a phenomenal deal flow, but is really just looking to be able to, you know, create the opportunity for more retail investors to be able to invest alongside of us. Either of those uh, areas end up leading to the investor having an opportunity to benefit from expert experience out in the field. And that's exactly where we've found our, you know our key niche.
0: Do you feel that there's certain requirements that are just deal breakers off the bat? So, so I think this would be helpful, right? Because you're you're on the active general partner side, but there's also a passive investors listening to this trying to identify the operators that they want to align with. What are, what are some of the requirements that are deal breakers?
1: Yeah, so for us, I really look for existing experience. Somebody who's been in the real estate space for. You know, up to 10 years or over 10 years. And if they haven't been operating a multifamily for 10 years, then they have a significant uh, portfolio of properties. They've gone full cycle. They've seen uh, some of those challenges that end up coming when you're operating in a specific market and that they have already learned those lessons. So as part of that process of understanding first that track record, okay, they've already operated this specific type of asset in this specific market and they've dealt with these specific problems. I want to understand what are some of the problems and what are some of the things that they've dealt with and how do they represent, uh, you know, taking accountability or ownership for those things. If I hear somebody uh, say that, well, this deal blew up because so-and-so didn't do this and this fell apart and this fell apart well, they're not taking accountability for the fact that they had the ability to influence the outcome of those things. Now, of course, things happen. No problem. Losses happen. No problem. Of course, we don't want to be on the other side of those, but we want to understand that there's always risk going in. And the most important part for us is that these individuals are the types of people and have the character that they're going to find a way forward and that they're going to do the right thing to make investors whole. So, um, you know, we're looking for those types of things. The, the markets that we're looking to operate in are markets that are on a growth trajectory. We really like some specific cities across the Sun Belt. They call them the fine nine from Denver to Dallas, to Houston, to Austin, to uh, Raleigh, to Orlando, to Nashville, uh, and to Atlanta. And there's probably a couple in between that I've missed there, but those markets have consistently seen growth um, when compared to the Sexy Six, the LA's, the New York, the Boston's, and there's a lot more potential in those markets, not only now, but they're more secure because they haven't gone up at such a a high rate, uh, but the population is moving there. So those are a couple of things we're looking for in operators. There's definitely plenty more. We're looking at past deals. We're understanding the performance of those deals. We're doing background checks. We're diving into understanding what type of things come up from past bankruptcies to foreclosures or short sales to anything in between. And those things don't necessarily end up meaning an immediate uh, no for that person. But what's more important is when you're running that check and you say to somebody, hey, We're going to do a background check just so we understand, you know, what might come up and then they're going to share that. And by being transparent, if they did deal with something like a short sale back in 2008, that's not uncommon if they've been operating for the last 10 years because banks were not (laughs) working with people back then uh, very easily. But if they're trying to hide things, then that's probably an indication for us that it's not a good fit for what we're looking to do.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, of course, long play, right? And it's a lot different than a lot of things we, we would see in the multi or in a single family space where protect, maybe three or six months are in and out of the deal, right? These are relationships you're creating that could carry forward for not only just with the operator, but with your investors. And so you're looking three, six 10 years. And that is, you want to make sure you're in the boat with the people that you like to be around. And there's no reason to push yourself into an opportunity if, just to get yourself in the game. And Steven's done a great job identifying the right people he wants to be with to meet
1: his values. And of course the values of his investors. So where, where do you- and you? And, and even with that, just to add to that, I mean, we we've been making this transition for over 18 months. I'm the kind of person who makes a decision and takes action. So once I get to that point of being clear that this is the direction we're going to go, I'm to take action. But I went across uh, against my normal nature to slow this process down. Because when you're thinking about things from a long-term perspective, it is important to not rush in. I've turned down probably hundreds of potential operating partner partnerships because they weren't the right fit or it felt like there was too much pressure for that to happen immediately. And for us, we're looking for that long-term relationship because Whether it's this deal or the next 10 deals that we're going to do together, you know, we're building a long-term business. And so it's worth it to spend countless hours diving into getting to know an operator and being able to save yourself by saying it's not a fit um, than it is to be tied up in a deal where you don't have control. And so that's just some of those things that we've learned.
0: This is the uh, multifamily mindset, right? Trans- Transitioning yourself to get yourself to the life. And lots of times we set out with objectives and goals, but we don't the actual steps. And so you found the end way you found yourself built in for 2021 here. We have a lot of the year left. What is that big overarching goal that you're working yourself back into?
1: Yeah. I mean, the overarching goal is that we're going to continue to build the platform that we've been building to continue to uh bring new sponsors onto our platform that have the track record that we've been talking about and be able to continue to onboard investors that are looking to create true freedom flexibility and options that real estate can offer but that have those values that are the kind of people that we want to work with for the long term you know we're not uh, it's interesting because in this business it really is a relationship business. I have, uh, you know, countless calls every week from new investors who have come in through various channels, who've gotten to know us, who you know love the what we're talking about on the investor mindset. Which, if you guys haven't listened, I highly encourage you to go check out the investor mindset podcast. It's you know it's a top ranked show, and we have amazing guests. But in the the process of talking with those guests, people end up starting to see the values that I live my life by, and therefore our company and our team lives and operates by. And so when I'm talking with people, it's rare that they've gotten to that point of getting on the phone to not have the same values. But there is times where we talk with somebody and you say, you know what? I really, I'm going to recommend you go this direction. I'm going to send you uh, to go talk with this person because it just doesn't seem like they're the right fit for us. And we're okay with that. Because we don't need everybody to be on board with where we're going. And so yep. what this year is really about is just continuing to grow, to continue to make an impact and continue to uh, make a name for Von Finch Capital within the community. It's been operating for many years. We've had a lot of success, but we look to continue to be able to ser- serve more and more investors you know, into 2021 and beyond. Well,
0: fantastic, man. I know you will do it. Von Finch Capital are going to continue to make traction in the multifamily space. Always awesome to have you on the show here. For people that want to connect, of course, we can find the podcast where else would be the best place for people to find you.
1: Yeah, I'd recommend you guys head over to the slash passive and grab the, the playbook, which is really diving into some of those topics that we talked about when it comes to due diligence. It's really talking about some of those pieces about how do you get really clear on what you want out of an investment, whether you're going to go down the active route and start being an active operator, whether you're going to be a passive investor, the playbook is 56 pages full of lessons that can help you grow. And so I encourage you to go over to theinvestormindset.com slash passive and grab a copy of that. And if you're looking to get in touch with us, you can reach out to me on any social media via DM. Someone, uh, myself or someone from the team will put us in contact. And uh, I definitely encourage you guys to take a look at the investor mindset. I think if you enjoyed today's show, you're definitely going to enjoy it. Awesome. Steven Pesavento man.
0: Always fun. Always great to have you. Love what you're doing. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Super great to be here with you, my friend. So you heard it there. Taking action, but building the
0: mind to do it. That's your first step to get anywhere in life. That's your first step to get after your goals. Steven's doing it. He's a real case of doing it. Multiple platforms and now crushing the multi-family space. Thanks for joining me. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high-profit, cash flow-ready multifamily properties off-market? Want to find out how to run lightning-fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi-million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step-by-step at a three-day event happening June 10th through the 12th called, you guessed it, multi-family live we've done events before but nothing this massive or this valuable and for the first time ever we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals this is a virtual event so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch but spots are limited sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there